Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Chris Young. And this is Pastor Natalie. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is with excitement, but yet with humility that we come to you, especially what we're about to discuss with this new Be Resplendent episode. It is entitled Self-Centered or Christ-Centered? Self-Centered or Christ-Centered? That is something that we're going to discuss today. And it is such a tough topic that I would like to pray right now. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would help us, Lord God, to deliver your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every single person watching and listening to us, Lord God, that they will be strengthened and encouraged, that their lives, O oh God, will be Christ-centered in the name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, first we must discuss that receiving um, Jesus is is a turning to God. Mm. Okay, you're turning to God, not just an idea, not just something. You're actually turning to a living God, the almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. And you're now turning from yourself that your whole world was based all about yourself and you're now trusting in Christ Jesus to come into your life into your mind, into your heart, every aspect, our tongues, our ears, everything, our eyes, and you're your making will, him the, your, your will, emotions. exactly, yeah. and to, for him to forgive us of our sins. Through his son. Exactly. Jesus and, and then to just to make us what he, God, wants us to be, mm-hmm. not what we choose for ourselves. Yeah. So Christ-centered or self-centered? Yes. Or you can say self-centered or Christ-centered. Yeah. So, let's discuss the human heart. The human heart, first of all, is built to worship. And if you don't worship God, it's going to worship something else. Yeah, you, you will. You will worship Absolutely. something else. If you're not worshiping God, you are worshiping something I've always else. thought of, honey, when we, you know, we were about to get into some athleticism and um, there was a longer race than what we normally would do. And we started, and I started wondering, but people said, oh, you just worship, um, um, you know, people who really work out a lot. They just, that's all they did. And I never understood that concept. But when we had to take time out, out of our busy day and say, oh, we're going to go take a run. And it wasn't just a, mm-hmm. a few, you know, no, that's, that's a handful of miles. It was more than a handful of miles that yeah. we had to do. And I found that, oh, man, I really had to get into it. Yeah. So my focus, our focus was so much on that, that we did do that. And that's where this brings it home to us. Whatever that you're involved in, while, you know, you have to be considered that whatever you're doing, while you're doing it, be conscious of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because as we were doing it, we're saying, Lord, you've got to help us to do this. While we actually took advantage of it, time we were praying while we were running and different things and just asking and discussing things about the ministry and different things that we were doing. But it's awesome that our hearts really do worship and are attracted and begin so involved in something if you're not worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Now, as a Christian, of course, we worship God. And then we also have aspirations through our lives, Correct. but we just cannot let allow those aspirations to go above what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. So now, just for all of you to get—I um, don't want you guys to get so tight and and, and stringent. And say, "Oh, he's touched." They're talking. They're discussing a tough issue. 
let me just let everyone be at ease here. Um, unfortunately, even those who have a Christ-centered life will stumble, will fall, will sin, and make fleshly decisions in moments of weaknesses, okay? So let me just let you guys know in 1 John 1, verses 8 to 10. I, I absolutely just love that verse here. And let me just turn to it real quick, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. 1 John 1, 8. So we all sin, and mm -hmm. we all for, fall short of the glory of God. That's why God sent his son, Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. It says if we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, mm -hmm. and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us all from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. And the key there is confession of your sin. Because if, if we keep going around the point of blaming someone else for mm -hmm. the wrong that we're doing, the sin that we're doing, um, or we're avoiding confessing the wrong, um, or we're making just an excuse for mm -hmm. it, we can't be forgiven fully of what the promises of what God is saying to us. He's saying if you confess your sins, so you must, there's a place of confession before God. Yes. This is not going through a, to a man or a woman and confessing and then thinking that that's the only way that God can forgive you. He's very clear. He says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us all our sins, not just some he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our Correct. sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all the unrighteous things that we're doing in his sight. And that only comes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because Absolutely. of the blood shed on the cross Absolutely. for us. And that's why I love when we think of the cross, we can picture the cross in a way of saying, God, thank you that now I'm hidden behind the cross like Correct. because now it's no longer me but now through you i am now made new because of what you did on the cross and now i know my sins are now nailed to that cross that's right in the name of jesus that's right right you know what that that is a perfect time for me to go into john chapter 1 verses 12 to 13. it says but to all who did receive him amen he gave them the right to be children of God. Yes. To those who believe in his name. Yep. Who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're talking about self-centered or Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. So we hope that that verse, those verses that I just read speaks for itself. Yes. If not, we encourage you to read it by yourself. Mm -hmm. we, we came up with a few statements regarding being self-centered and Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. Self-centered, you are usually as a person that is controlled by sinful passions. They're, they're just really con controlled by that anger and different things, whatever passion it is that's really sinful, they just, that they wake up, they think about it, that's all they do. Mm -hmm. A Christ-centered, you're controlled by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. which is whom we rely on. Right. And that's the thing. Again, it, this is not saying you're going to always be perfect and hit that mark. Absolutely. But when you're Christ-centered, if you are still dealing with self-centered things, mm -hmm like the, being, um, the, the battle of sinful passions, 
understand that now it's not you just dealing with that on your own. Now with Christ, you're able to resist those things. And now God is helping you to come away from that and go into a different direction. Absolutely. Because a self-centered person actually misuses his or her freedom and gets enslaved in sin. Oh, I'm free to do whatever I want. And actually, sometimes it really gets them enslaved um, into sin. They, they, they misuse the freedom that they're given. A Christ-centered person is set free from the bondage of sin and is called to freedom in Christ. And that's the thing. That is so awesome. And that's a, such an important part of remembering being Christ-centered mm -hmm. is, is the fact that the promise from God is that if we've been set free, which is what he's promised us, he says we're free indeed. That's right. Which he's telling us we're not enslaved in, and entangled in these things anymore. So why would we want to go back to the very things that he's saying kept us enslaved and, and in bondage? And that's why. That's and, the, and, and without and that, peace. And that is it. It would not give you peace. And that's why if you're self-centered, you'd be disobedient to yes. God's will and go back to the things. Now, we've already established that we're not, we know we're not going to fall but we'll get to the end of well, I'll, at the end, I'll discuss that a little bit longer, a little bit in, in more in detail. A Christ-centered person would be obedient to God's will. That's the difference. Now, a self-centered person also displays the fruit of sin. You know, you can, when you go to a fruit tree, like you know, different states I've been to, I can go there. And I, can go, I can go, you know, apple picking or whatever picking mm -hmm. that is, strawberry picking. It's there. It displays the kind of fruit that you are. So you'll see how that person speaks if they gossip or whatever it is. A Christ in the person displays the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, joy peace, peace patience, patience. It just continues. Kindness, kindness. gentleness, exactly, self control. Ooh, hallelujah! So I love if you're that not Christ-centered, you're self-centered. Christ-centered helps you to have self-control. That's right. The next thing that a, a self-centered person does, they don't recognize their need for forgiveness, and they're boastful. Mm -hmm. They're boastful. Mm -hmm. Everything is boastful. Hey, look at me. But a Christ-centered person recognizes the need for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, God, help me, Lord. You probably yes. heard, heard me pray yes. all the time. Father, forgive me of my sins. Yes. Cover us with your blood. Lord, we come into your presence because I, I see a need for forgiveness. And we have to praise Jesus. Mm -hmm. So It's this humble way of walking before God and saying, I know that I right. sin every day. I know that I do something wrong. That's right. And God, I know that I need you. That's right. Then I, I won't make an excuse for my wrong. Exactly. And if you want to inquire about this, and let me tell you, there was a mini, there's a great person that, um, somebody who was, you know, a teacher of the law that approached Jesus. And this was John chapter 3, verses 1 to 8, is Nicodemus. It says, there was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night, came to Jesus at night, and said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Mm -hmm. Jesus replied, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. But how can someone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked, can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Verse 5, Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Amen. Wow. Amen. Love it. Amen. Love it. Amen. And, 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 and again, Read that verse, those verses again, and, and the, study that. That's where the term that, that many are, are familiar mm-hmm. with, where they say born again. And this is the thing is, it's saying, it's not that we're literally where you get, you're born again, because you can't go into your mother's womb. That's what he was discussing. That's what Jesus was discussing with Nicodemus. He was, he was basically saying, there's another way. There's not a natural birth. There's, there's a, a new spiritual correct, birth. Correct. 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 And, and one thing as we're continuing with this yeah. is that being Christ-centered, ladies and gentlemen, is, is not to be confused with having or, or being a religion-based life. Yeah. Okay? This, this, you know, we've talked about self-centered and Christ-centered. Yeah. But we're not talking about a religious-centered life, mm-hmm. okay? Because a religious-centered life, they strive for attention. Yep. It's, a, it's a look at me. It's based on performance. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep records of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, what time did that person? Oh, everything is based Comparing on... They always that, comparisons. That Ooh, what time did they yep. pull up? You know, yep. I mean, oh, they, they, everything is... How many chapters is, did how you many, read in I, the Bible? Exactly. Huh? I get Instead up of, at 5 in the morning. Do you get 5 up in the morning and exactly. pray? You know what I mean? And, and those things are good. Correct. And but that's a, your walk with Christ. Right. That's you being led by the Spirit of God. That kind of, of way, that's the difference with being Christ-centered and not religious, religious-centered. And it's basically because taking something that's good. it's not good. by works. We are not right. saved by the works. We are saved by grace. The right. grace of God is why we even have the opportunity to have this experience of being, again, born mm-hmm. again, right? Exactly. This experience of, of this way of knowing that Christ died for me. And now I can live in a different way with freedom. Correct. I love when you said freedom because, you know, what we're touching base briefly on is about this religion-based um, life that keeps a record of wrongs and keeps scores and everything. They live, they, they come up with a self-made standards or whatever is latest is the latest trend. Mm. What's trending lately mm. on social media? That's what they base things mm. on. And mm. they and they tend to do that. And that's that's where you 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 create your own and that it goes into being self-centered and not basing it on Christ. Mm-hmm. And they want to boast about the very like this is a good thing. It's just as oh what time they keep record up what time did that person come mm-hmm. to church? Okay. What time? Yeah. And when you realize that instead of boasting about it saying Lord thank you for that person being here or something it then comes it, instead of being religion based you can become Christ based and you start thanking God and you start not boasting about that you came earlier than somebody else it, it goes on and on it becomes so Christ centered that you start being so much less um, of, of, of a weight on you because there's freedom in Christ and you're enjoying it mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says for it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. Not 
as a result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's Ephesians exactly 2 verse 8 and 9 just, just, just summed up what we just discussed right yeah. there. Amen. So a self-centered life, ladies and gentlemen, is all about what we want. God. We, we, we want, you know, a self-centered life is about what we want, not what God wants. So we, we want to realize that in a self-centered life, they tend to tap into God during the day. Oh, you know what? I am a Christian. That's the thing I should do. Not like I really want to do it, but now I, I think I could. Or, man, I only have a need, so that's when I'm going to start going to church, or that's when I'm going to go. Uh, uh, and that's the difference with a Christ-centered life. A Christ-centered life, they, they think about, I want to become more like Christ. I want to talk about him. I want to think about him. I want I want to purposely spend time I with him. I want him to be a part I, of everything. Yes, I want to obey yeah. his commandments, and not out of fear, but because I love him. Right. Christ-centered lives develop an awareness of the presence of Jesus. They're, they're like you know Matthew twenty-eight verse verse twenty. It says, "Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you." And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, God always wants you to know and know that He's with you. He loves you. He wants you to have a Christ-centered life. A Christ-centered life actually asks Himself, and we're going to end with this: Would this please the Lord? That actually would avoid. Satan's traps and worldly entanglements. If you question it, sometimes and there was a, a this is a at thing that people, at all times <laughs> and people like, thank you when people actually have said let's evaluate if Christ was with you and spending the day with you would you do that would you watch that and it's not about being lawful it's because it's just basically doing what Ephesians six eleven says you're putting on the full armor of God that you're able to test against the schemes of the devil that's why you would question yourself am I doing it for Christ. Remember, no one ever lived a perfect life, you know, except for Jesus Christ. Um, as Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Ladies and gentlemen, a Christ-centered life person cannot live or chooses not to continue to live in disharmony with Christ. But they want to say, Lord, I confess my sin. I want you. And we want you to have a Christ-centered life, ladies and gentlemen. Father, we thank you so very much for every person. May they read John 3, 16. May they accept Jesus Christ in their hearts and have a Christ-centered life and lay down their lives and their will to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you download our app. Join us on social media, like this, comment, spread the word, and talk about Passionale's blog. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you to those who have been reading my blog on letstakeamoment.com. And follow me at Examine Moments. Thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we want you all to have a Christ-centered life. And to know what we want you to do for Jesus Christ, we want you to do this. Stand, Stand out, out and shine. shine. God bless you. We love you. God bless.